0: Okay, well, um, I will say the subject that I told you I was going to teach on today is interesting one, and it's one that uh, I don't find real easy to teach on, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> it's a being led by the spirit, the witness of the spirit is primarily how we're led, and i i I know we've talked about this before. And, and But I want to bring um, more clarity. I want you to see some examples in the Word. Oh, kids, you can go quietly, too. If, <laughs> sorry about that. I guess there's just one. But anyway, kids can go quietly. One kid. One kid. One kid. <laughs> So anyway, um, I want to establish that most of you know these scripture verses. We've gone over them before. But if you've never written them down, I want you to do that because you're going to run into people that are going to not understand that you are a spirit. If you say, I'm a spirit, they're going to look at you like, what are you talking about? I see you in flesh and blood standing right before me. But you are a spirit being. And that's um, that's what we need to keep before us all the time. And I, I've told you this before, but but I I am serious about it. We need to we need to focus on the fact. I think one of the first few messages I did after Richard left was was uh, I had people appear and how they were spirit, soul, and body, and how we're we're supposed to be led by our spirit, not by our soul, but probably the majority of the church I'm not talking about this church but the majority of the church is led by their soul what do I mean by the soul the mind will and the emotions make up the soul area so we're always we're always having to stand against the emotions of a situation stand against the the thoughts that come bombarding us telling us this is the way it should be and you know in the midst of that God has he has the right plan. He has the right understanding. It's our job to pull it up out of our inner man and find out what we're supposed to do. We may, we may think we're supposed to go over here and take care of this, this, and this. But actually, if you hear from the Lord, the Lord may have you go this way instead. It's just like some of the Afghan people have experienced. They thought they were going to get free by going this way. And they were blocked and stopped and they couldn't. But the Lord spoke to them and said, go over here. So we have to have a mindset to follow him and to know that we communicate spirit to spirit because God is a spirit. Amen. Okay. So I just want, I want you to put these, get these scripture verses down. We'll go through these pretty fast. So John 4:24, And this is um, John 4:24. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So God is spirit. And then Genesis 127, God created man in his image. So he created us as a spirit and a soul, and then we have a body. So the spirit man is a dominant in the dominant position. The soul, which is made up of the mind, will, emotions, should be following your spirit man, and then your flesh, of course, comes along right behind it. Okay. So um so uh First Thessalonians. Let's, I, I gave you John 127, but we didn't go there because I have like usual um teen million <laughs> scripture verses. <laughs> anyway, first Thessalonians five five um twenty-three and we'll we'll look at this. This makes it really clear that you're a three-part being. You're a three-part being. And so John or First Thessalonians five twenty-three. Now may the Lord of God, of may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, you can look at Hebrews; it talks about the the spirit and the soul, the word of God dividing. So you can see that there's two separate parts there, and of course you have the body. So with the spirit. With our spirit man, we contact the spirit realm. And that was always, that was always, that was exciting to me when I first walked into this whole arena of Praying in tongues and being baptized in the Holy Spirit and the things of the Spirit. I was hungry after knowing more about the Spirit realm. And I think we have to have that hunger. Otherwise, we're going to stay walking in the flesh or we're going to stay walking in our soul area. We have to have a hunger to walk or to hunger after the things of the Spirit. You know what I mean? A hunger after the things of the Spirit. So when we hunger after the things of the Spirit, we're not going to be so quick to listen to our flesh. You follow what I'm saying? Okay, so with the spirit, we contact the spirit realm. We contact the spirit realm. The gifts of the spirit, everything. Everything happens in the spirit realm before it happens in the natural. Everything. Everything. That's why prayer is so important because prayer will reveal to you what's going on in the spirit realm, and you can deal with it before it ever manifests in the natural. That's why the intercessor's role is so important. The, the role of the intercessor and and you know' they 're watchmen they 're watchmen, you know, like you look back at Daniel and I was just talking to somebody about this last night, Daniel you know he was dealing, or, um, was praying, and then um, with Michael I think came and dealt with that the the spiritual entity that was there, and he says i got to go because this other spirit is coming. well, the thing is we we can stand in the gap against a demonic influence and break its power and command it to go. But we still me, need to be watchmen. I'm talking fast because he's going fast on the inside of me. The watchmen, we need to be watchmen. You understand what I'm saying by that? Watchmen, like on the watchman on the wall, where we can see what's going on in the situation. Let's say you're standing in the gap for a brother that you know isn't born again and so you're breaking the power of the demonic influences off of them so that they can hear and make a right choice except Jesus as Lord at the same time you may get an alert on the inside of your on your inner man or you may be, you may be praying and the lord quickens to you the next the next thing that's coming to attack that person so you see it in the spirit realm and then what you can do is you deal with it before it ever ever gets to him so he stays free to continue to hear from the Lord and make a right choice. But if if we're not listening in the spirit, we don't know to pray for that individual, then that attack will come and sit on him. And it may be, it may look different than it did the first time. I hope I'm making this all real clear. The intercessor role is very important. And you as, an, as a, a born-again believer, prayer is, is a primary thing that you do. So praying for people... It's important when God prompts you to pray again for a person, do it. Because God knows what's going on with that person more than you do. See, God knows all about each one of us. I can't stress that enough. He knows more about me than I do. And we'll see that here. He knows more about Jasmine than I do. If the Lord prompts me to give Jasmine a word or tells me something about her, then I then it's my job to go to go deal with that my job, my job. Now the Lord may prompt you to pray for her doesn't necessarily mean you go tell her something, you know, but the Lord may prompt you to pray for her and and break the power you may pick up an attack coming against her. The Lord will prompt you to pray for her and command it to get off of her in Jesus' name. So that's each individual here has that responsibility to pray and stand in the gap for for the believers in the body of Christ. Everybody has that job, okay? And so just to make that real clear, this is none of my notes, but anyway, to make that real clear, you as an intercessor stand in the gap, back off the demonic influences, and then you pay attention to your spirit man and watch if there's something else coming to attack that person, you break the power of that. You use your authority in your prayer time and command it to go in Jesus' name, of course. Okay, I mean, there's a whole lot around a prayer and everything like that, but uh, I mean, we're not. That's not our subject today. So anyway, so with the spirit realm, with the spirit, we contact the spirit realm. So we do our praying in the spirit. We do our. I mean, you can pray in, in English when you pick up something. Okay, we'll go there. Anyway, I I, the thing that I have been doing lately that I really, really enjoy that. I don't know if uh, um, I don't know how much teaching is out on this, but but um, I like to listen in the spirit as I pray. I like to listen. And when the Lord prompts me with something, then I pray that out in English. And and that's what we should be doing. When When we're praying and interceding, we'll hear something in the spirit and we can pray that out in English. That's becoming effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much because we hear what he says and we pray. Amen? Okay, so with my spirit, I contact the spirit realm. With my body, I contact the physical realm, like lifting weights or whatever. And with my soul... We contact the intellectual realm, so each part plays, but at the same time, our spirit man should be in the dominant position, okay, okay, so let's look at first um, Corinthians real quick, First Corinthians chapter three, Chapter three, verse sixteen. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? You are the temple and the Spirit of God dwells in you. Okay, when you got born again, you accepted Jesus as Lord. He cleaned you all up. You received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit then comes to reside in you. Second uh, Corinthians 6.16 then says, um, Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? Meaning. Your temple shouldn't be doing anything that's sin. Your temple shouldn't be offering up uh, sacrifices to another idol. And the idol can be, uh, the idol can be TV. The idol can be <laughs> going and getting ice cream every night. Uh, the idol can be uh, sugar. Whatever the idol can be. You know, there's all different kinds of idols that we spend more time worshiping, even if it's not a sin-looking thing, but we worship it more than we do God. Because we have to go have it. We have to go do it. Shopping used to be an important thing to me. I I like to shop. But it's one of those things that's just fallen off. (laughs) It's not there so much anymore. I mean, I still like to go shop, but i got more important things to do for the Lord now, so I don't pay much attention to that as as I used to. And so, so, verse 16, Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Okay? So the the Spirit of God dwells in us. And so we, just to reaffirm that, we are a three-part being. The Spirit, we have a spirit. We are a spirit. We live in a, uh, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Amen? So, So we are the temple of the living God. We are the temple. We are the temple. Wherever we go, he goes. Wherever we go, he goes. Whatever we do, he may not want to do it. (laughs) But see, wherever you go, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the three in one are resident within you and they're going there too. So you're always being watched. You're always being watched. God the Father knows exactly What's going on with you and what you're doing and what you shouldn't be doing, and so when he tells when he sees that there's an area of sin that you're walking into, you know what he starts doing, he starts bothering you here, he starts bringing conviction, he starts making you feel bad, well, not that he makes you feel bad, but you know, you make yourself feel bad because you're doing this sin thing. you start feeling grieved, bothered on the inside when you're missing it, you know what you mean when you're missing it? I felt that way when I knew I was supposed to minister salvation to somebody. And I, I was so bothered on the inside. Lord, I am so sorry. I repented. I said, I am sorry that I did bring salvation to their door. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And Father God, I ask you to set up another opportunity. I will do it this time. That's what we have to do when we messed up. If we don't do that, um, he'll he 'll continue to talk to us about doing things about you know ministering salvation to somebody, but if we don 't do it we 're going to harden our heart harden our heart to it if we don 't we eventually harden our heart and we have trouble then hearing what he wants us to do and in any area we have trouble so so the way to we just need to have a tender heart and repent when we know we have missed it when we know we 've gotten angry when we know we have Talk back to Mom and Dad. We need to repent. Cause it's sin to talk back to Mom and Dad, right guys? All you young people should be saying, Yes. That's right, we don't talk back to Mom and Dad. And and, and so those areas that those areas that are sin like that, we need to repent and ask him to forgive us. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness and bring us into a place of repentance and, and a wholehearted surrender in that area, okay? So we are the temple of the living God. Um, Okay. Uh, So let's see. I guess I already covered that. (laughs) So we get baptized in the Holy Spirit. We walk in the power. Um, I just want to, um, the number one way God leads us is what I've been telling you is by the, the witness of the Spirit. The number one way that a Christian should be led is by the witness of the Spirit. Let's look at Proverbs 20, please. 2027. 20, okay, 2027. 20, the Spirit of man is the lamp or the candle of the Lord. I think King James says candle of the Lord. The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the innermost parts of his being. Talking about knowing you. <laughs> he knows you. He knows you, and he's searching. It's like the Spirit. Your, your your spirit man is like a, a candle, and you know when it's dark in a room, and that candle comes in, it lights up every corner, it lights up everything that's amiss or everything that's wrong. It shines a light on that. That's the spirit's job. You don't have to. You don't have to go to somebody and they take you back ten generations and this and this, grandma and grandpa and whatever did this and this, and you need to repent and break their curse and all that. The spirit of God is well able to bring freedom to you and set you free. The Spirit of God is able to do that. He can do that because He's shining a light on areas. You don't have to go hunting for it. You just need to spend time worshiping. You need to spend time praying. You need to spend time fasting and and reading your word. The Spirit of God will reveal to you and bring a conviction in your heart, I need to change that area. I need to forgive that person that I wronged. I need to stop acting like that. I need to stop being jealous. It's his, it's his job to take his flashlight or his lamp and shine it on you and bring it to your knowing what's going on in your life. You don't have to go hunting for it. And once you have the knowing, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to ignore him? No, we don't want to ignore him because he's revealing it to you. The reason he's revealing it to you is so you can have more life flowing through you see if if you um hmm, a good analogy if if you take um well, let's say um i'm just trying to think of analogy that would work really good, but if you have a um a, hmm, anyway can't think of one <laughs> but if you have like a a, a dark a Okay, let's just say you're using a dartboard. You're using a dartboard, and you throw darts at the dartboard, and every time that dartboard, every time that dart hits, it represents a darkness in you. So when you are awakened to the darkness that that Holy Spirit is revealing to you, you pull out that dart, and you cause life to flow into that area. And so eventually, you're going to keep pulling out those darts of darkness. You see what I'm saying? You're going to pull out those darts of darkness, and those darts... Are going to let more light, more light, so there's more of the Spirit of God that's able to flow. Life flow through you, healing flow through you, hope flow through you, joy flow through you. Otherwise, if you've got all these areas blocked up, you're going to have joy going, Oh, okay, joy. I'm going to get some joy here. Got to get some joy through me. Got to get some joy. Got to, to get some joy. I don't have any joy. What am I going to do? I don't have any joy. Okay, uh, would you pray for me? I don't have any joy, and so you can get prayer. That's nothing wrong with that, and and maybe in the prayer time it'll knock that thing out of the way, and you'll get more flow, have joy flowing through you. You see what I'm saying? And so, so uh, the darkness that the Holy Spirit is shining a light on reveals exactly every area in your body in you that needs to be changed. Now He's not going to show you everything at once. <laughs> you're gonna 'll be overwhelmed and let me go lay down for a while you know he'll show you one thing he'll show you one thing then deal with it, and maybe that one thing is connected to something else, and after you deal with it he'll reveal. Ten things <laughs> that you need to deal with. But anyway, so he'll reveal those things to you, and that's and that's our job to deal with it. That's why we have the help of the Holy Spirit, because he wants the body of Christ free to be able to live and serve Him and all the fullness that we have. And all the fullness that's been given to us. Amen. To live and serve. Amen. So he wants us free. He wants us free. Now we are free. Like Richard was teaching us here, the minute we accept Jesus as Lord, we are free. We are free. And that's that's good to renew your mind to the fact. But that doesn't mean that that areas that um growing up, let's say you were bullied in school, or growing up, let's say you um I I was bullied in school. I was bullied mostly on the school bus, but anyway, I was I was bullied. And so growing up In in those areas, I didn't know anything about the Lord at that time. And eventually, you know, I I got born again and became baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit's been revealing things to me. And you know that bullying, lots of times it causes you to be um, not very confident in who you are and yourself. So there's areas that I've had to walk through. I've had to walk through. But my heart knows that I've been already been set free in Christ Jesus. And so I just I just need to forgive or walk walk out whatever he shows me. But as the Holy Spirit will shine a light on those areas. Amen? He'll shine a light on that. That's why it says in Proverbs twenty twenty seven, the spirit of the man of of man is the lamp of the Lord searching all the innermost parts of his being. Amen. Okay. So we need to become more spirit conscious and not not soul conscious or conscious or body conscious. Amen. So we need to be that way. And, and, and that's what I was just saying. God uses the spirit of a man as a light to search out the inward parts and determine what is good and bad by searching man, by searching man, it brings things to light. What is in him? There may be hurts, unforgiveness, hidden anger, jealousy, things that you don't realize or recognize. And sometimes, like I said, you may have to just deal with this one particular situation and the Lord will show you, or a whole bunch of stuff will leave at once just because you dealt with an area of unforgiveness. Amen? Amen. But we walk. We walk as believers that are born again, and we're free, from, we're free from sin. We're free from torment. We're free from anger. We're free from rage. We walk that way. That's the way we're supposed to walk. But at the same time, when he reveals to us an area that we need to deal with, we do need to deal with it. Does that make sense to everybody? Okay, I hope so. (laughs) All right, so, okay, so let's go to Psalm 139, please. Just back up a little bit, Psalm 139. And this is uh, 139.23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. So search me, O oh God, know my heart. And so when you come into his presence, like we did earlier in Exalt Me, when you come into his presence, when you come into uh, spending time in the word, when you come into praying in the spirit, listen to what he's saying to you. Listen, listen to what he's got. He'll, he'll quicken in your heart what you need to repent of. I'm, I've told this story before, but there was one time I, I was in worship and I just couldn't worship. I was crying, I couldn't worship. Couldn't worship, and finally the Holy Spirit told me, "You need to forgive so and so." I did that, and immediately I was free to worship. Immediately, immediately. So we have those things that we need to we need to uh, walk out. Second Corinthians, please, two ten. Like I said, I have a lot of scripture verses. Oh, we've got plenty of time. <laughs> anyway, Second Corinthians two. Yeah, the clock got changed. <laughs> Otherwise. Huh? <laughs> I know it was it was stuck on was it twenty till eleven? So I thought, oh, maybe we should leave it stuck and I could just keep going though. Okay, Second Corinthians two ten. For to us God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we, may, we might know the things freely given to us, which things we also speak not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual things with spiritual words. Okay, so we, um, we, the Spirit of God knows the thoughts of man. Uh, verse 11, for who among men knows the thoughts of man except the spirit of man. That's why our thought life is really important too. So he's going to convict you of your thought life when your thought life is wrong as well. Amen. Okay. So uh, the inward witness primarily is the way we're led. Um, When the spirit of God dominates you, when the spirit dominates you will be more sensitive to his leading, to his voice. So your spirit man should be dominating. That's the place where we need to get to, Uh, and you do that by knowing he is, we are a spirit, we're created in his image, we are a spirit being, amen, and so um, also the Holy Spirit doesn't speak of himself, whatever he hears, God or Jesus say, he speaks that unto your spirit, and we talked about, remember we had the, we had the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and so Jesus came to do the will of the Father. And the Father will tell Jesus things, and, and, and so then both of them will talk to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit then gets it across to us. And look at Proverbs 25. We hit this a couple of weeks ago. Proverbs 20, 25, 25, I'm sorry, Proverbs 25. And this is, uh, this is our part then, which is really important. Because they're all, they're telling you everything they know about you. They're telling you, they're telling you things that are going on in Afghanistan, if you're listening. They're telling you things that are going on with our country, if you're listening. So that you know how to pray effectively. They're telling you things about your brother or your sister, so you know how to pray effectively. They're telling you things about the church here, so you know how to pray effectively. They're telling you things about people that aren't even here yet that are on their way, so you know how to pray effectively. So, Uh, Proverbs 25, a plan in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding draws it out. Remember I talked about how, how you can pump that well and bring that water up out of there. You pump it, you pump it, you pump it by praying in the spirit and you bring that water, that life, you bring that understanding up to you. So you, you know what he's saying. So praying in the spirit will cause you to, to understand what the spirit of God is saying. He's going to speak it to your spirit and then you're going to pray in tongues and draw it out. Does that make sense? You're going to draw it out, okay? So the Holy Spirit doesn't speak of himself, but whatever he hears from God and from Jesus, he speaks that into his into our spirit. Proverbs 20: 20, 25 Proverbs 25 <laughs> Proverbs twenty, verse five. <laughs> oh, sorry guys. I didn't know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water. It's like deep water. And so praying in tongues is like pulling that bucket full of water up and that comes, the understanding comes. Pretty soon you're hearing how to pray effectively for us for your Joanne, maybe. So and you you're learning how to pray you're hearing how to pray effectively for Afghanistan there may be one person in Afghanistan that the lord lays on your heart and you have a witness on the inside of you and you have to pray that off of you or out of you or however you want to word that so um so and i had those scripture verses down about jesus came to do the will of the father if you want to write them down we've gone over several times since john 6:38 uh, john five twenty the Father shows the Son all things um, john sixteen thirteen but when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth, and then the proverbs twenty verse five is <laughs> where we do our part and draw it up out of the out of the deep well amen, okay, so we need to learn to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, and he will reveal to us. Um, things, things to come. He'll lead us and guide us into all truth, and so he'll um, be the intercessor. He'll reveal to us how to pray effectively. He's our strengthener, our standby. He's showing us things. Anyway, it's it's so good. So, um, you may have uh, when you have a, a um, the inner witness. You may have an intuition. You may just have a knowing something isn't quite right. And you may not know for sure, but you know what I always do? I take I just pray in the pray in the spirit. If I have a bother here and I have no idea what it is or what's going on, but I can tell I have a bother. I had a bother yesterday for Afghanistan. And so um, somebody called me last night and said, Hey, could we pray for Afghanistan? I said, Sure, <laughs> you know. And and so we, we prayed for Afghanistan then. But I had a big I knew I was carrying it all day. And you just have, uh, it's just like you're, it's like you ladies uh, are pregnant, have carried kids, babies, babies, (laughs) you haven't delivered them yet, but you're carrying, you know, a baby. (laughs) It feels, it's sometimes like that. You have a burden or a, a birthing that needs to happen, or you have a something that you know is right here that's sitting on you that you need to pray off or pray out. And so, if I don't know what it is, but I'm just bothered, I'm just uncomfortable, I'm bothered, I, I just get busy and pray in the Spirit, and the Lord will reveal more to me. Sometimes I know, sometimes I don't know. Sometimes um, I have clarity, and, and I may know who it is, and sometimes it's none of my business. I'm just supposed to pray, okay? And so, so you, you may have a, a check on the inside uh, or a stop. You know i 've told the story before, but I was delivering papers at night. I went to the quick quick star or quick trip, whatever it was at that time and I, when i immediately when I pulled up, I had a bother I had a bother um, I overrode it, <laughs> and I went in, got my stuff, and got out of there really fast because i had I had a bother, and I knew I did. And so uh later on I found out that they, they had been robbed and the guys that were robbed, robbed the place were in there at the time I went in. And so I had a bother at the time and I knew it, but I probably should have just left and not went in. You know what I mean? And so um but I knew not to stay. I, I just knew I needed to get in there and out. And and so that was a, a prompting, that was a check, that was a bother. Um, sometimes you have when you, you prayed, and I share this with people. You prayed, and you intercede for a situation. You, you know, when you're done, not always, but most of the time, I'll have a velvety feeling on the inside. I just feel at peace. I just know everything's clear, everything's good, and there's a velvety feeling when you know everything is okay. Amen. And so, um, and, there's just the Holy Spirit will work with each one of you to learn this area uh, to learn your prompting, but the thing that you need to do is become tender to this area by praying in the Spirit, reading your word, spending spending time worshiping and fellowshipping with him. He'll make you tender to the to his leading and his prompting, and you know what we are going to need this we We really are going to need this we're going to need the leading of the Holy Spirit to know where to go and where not to go, what to do and what not to do. Uh, we're we're going to need that. Just like, um, you know, that the, the robbery that took place there where I was. It was not a big deal. It was not going on. But, you know, lawlessness will increase. And so we need the le- leading of the Holy Spirit. It's not a fear thing. We just need the leading of the Holy Spirit to know when to go into a storm and when not to. We need the leading of the Holy Spirit. Do I uh, drive to Des Moines today or not? And you may start out driving to Des Moines and all of a sudden you just keep feeling worse. Bothered, more bothered, more bothered. Well, don't override that. Turn around, go back home. Find out what the Lord wants you to be doing instead. Or maybe he's got, maybe he knows that there's an accident, not that you're going to be involved in, but there's an accident and it's going to hinder you from getting where you need to be. The Holy Spirit knows everything about you, where you're going and what you're doing. That's why it's so important that we're led by the Spirit, by the inner witness we're led. Now, there is a, a, there's also a place where there's a still small voice, and then there's more of an audible voice. The still small voice, a lot of times I hear it if you guys been in the shower or any of you guys get in the shower and you're showering away and you also, all of a sudden there's scripture verses start coming and the Lord's talking to you about the scripture verses. That, that's the still small voice. He just gives you a, a prompting. He's talking to you about the word. Or, or you may hear a still small voice in something he wants you to do. But it's just, a, it's just a quiet, still small voice. And if you're too loud in your thought life, if you're too loud where you're at, maybe you've got the TV blaring or whatever's going on, how are you going to hear that still small voice? How are you going to hear it? And so you just need to take that time to quiet yourself down and to hear from him. Okay, and so, um, then there's the audible voice, um, and the still small voice is one that i I usually hear when I'm prepping prepping, and he gets me ready, or i I'm sure Kim probably hears music words songs that the Lord wants her to do. I know that was the way it was for me songs, and um anyway, uh the audible voice, probably the most obvious one I don't have that very often because. Um, was the obvious one was when just before Richard left and the Lord and I I can still hear that was was speaking to me about everything's going to be okay everything's going to be okay that was in an audible voice I mean that doesn't mean he can't minister to you in a still small voice that way or he can't give you a witness in your spirit everything's okay but this was audible this one is obviously audible and and I heard it real loud and clear that everything was going to be okay and so I've stood on that for, you know, I've, I've been able to stand on that because I know that I know that I know when I hear something from the Spirit of God, it brings faith and I can stand on it and I can declare it and I can speak it out and it becomes a hope and it becomes that anchor in and in in faith and can pull it in. You understand? how that works. Same with the intercession and prayer. The the things that the Lord has showed me for the country, I've been able to stand on those and not be moved. I'm not moved by what I see going on. Things keep looking <laughs> a little worse all the time, but we've gotten some freedom. You remember a couple of weeks ago, I said things had lifted in the spirit realm. Well, we've gotten some freedom in a couple areas The um, with the southern borders, one, and then... Um, A few other things have happened. I don't need to name names, but anyway. So, so the Spirit of God will reveal these things to you to help you to walk out His plan and purpose for your life, as well as to be an intercessor on behalf of the nation or whatever He's calling you to intercede for. So, let's quickly look at um, let's look at Acts 27. We'll go to, and I, I haven't forgot that we're we're still in Acts, but the Lord's taken. Uh, several, um, brought several of these uh, things, examples of Paul being led of the Spirit. And I want you to see some of those. Acts 27, 9 9 and 10. 27, 9 and 10. And And when... considerable time had passed and the voyage was now dangerous since even the fast was already over. Paul began to admonish them and said to them, Men, I perceive. Men, I perceive. I perceive that the voyage will certainly be attended with damage and great loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. I perceive. And so... Paul had a witness. He perceived that what was going to happen to the ship at the time. So see, even though Paul was in the midst of it, the Lord, he heard from the Lord what was going to happen. But the centurion, verse 11, was more persuaded by the pilot and the captain of the ship than by what was being said by Paul. And because the harbor was not suitable for wintering, the majority reached a decision to put out to sea. And, And, of course, and you know most of that story. But no lives were lost. And, um, and but Paul had perceived that in his spirit before anything ever really happened. He was trying to warn him about that. Okay, um, Acts, um, I want you to see the difference then. Just flip back to Acts 13 2. And this is a little bit different, leading. Um, now there were, now I'll start with verse 1 in chapter 13. Um, there were. Now there were at Antioch in the church that was there prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simon, who was called Niger Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and many who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So they they were spending time ministering to the Lord and they were fasting and the and the holy spirit told them to set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which i have called them set apart for me and so you can see the difference there it could have been a word that was given a prophetic word that was given but it was it was a different it wasn't um anybody had a witness in their spirit it was a different Uh, And while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. And so it was a a different leading there that they got. And it could have been like a prophetic, someone could have prophesied, but it was a different because they had spent time fasting and praying. Amen. Okay. So I just wanted you to see a difference in that. Let's go to Ephesians four, please. I'm hoping, my my hope is that in seeing some of these examples, you can kind of learn um, a little bit or experience, because for me, I had to just just learn these things by the leading. I had no one to teach me, no one to talk to me about the witness of the Spirit and how to even experience that. So when I started ministering to people, I would listen on the inside. And if I would hear that this person is dealing with the spirit of fear... Uh, I didn't know whether they were really or not, but fear wasn't of God, so I would bind the spirit of fear and command it to go. And the more I was obedient to do what I knew to do, the more was revealed to me on what to do. Does that make sense? And so, so as I stepped out and did what I knew to do, like all of you are going to do lay hands on the sick and they will recover. If you hear, if you hear, you have a witness on the inside, you hear something about a spirit of fear, command the spirit of fear to go and get, get out in Jesus name. And then you lose healing or whatever you need to lose. You always lose the good stuff and bind the bad stuff, you know, um, in, 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 and that's how I knew to start out to do that. And I became, as I exercised that area, I became more sensitive to the leading of the, of the Holy Spirit, the leading uh, that he would prompt me to do. Amen? So, um, okay, um, Ephesians four twenty five 25 and 232. And this one I thought was um, um, important uh, to not grieve the Holy Spirit. I don't know how many of you know when you've grieved the Holy Spirit, but we talked a little bit about that earlier. Verse 25: Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry, and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. Let him who steals, steal no longer, but rather let him labor performing with his own hands what is good, in order that he may have something to share with him who has need. Let no unwholesome word... You see all the the list of things that are all sin areas? Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for the edification according to the need of the moment, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit." of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve. Those, All those areas grieve the Holy Spirit. When you lie, when you steal, when you speak wrong things out of your mouth, all of those things should be... Uh, you should have a bother on this... In, you should be grieved on the inside. You should be grieved that you've done something or said something wrong. 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice... And be kind to one another, tender hearted forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you, so you you can see there the things that um uh the body when they step into an area of sin, it becomes grievous to the Holy Spirit, okay, okay, let's go to Romans nine, please, and so I just um I just pray that you will understand. Or you'll experience that grieving. Um, I, I, I'm just trying to give you an example for, for for me. I I just immediately get bothered when I know I've missed it. Immediately. But I'm my heart is to know when I'm bothered. My heart is to be sensitive um, to that. To be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. My heart is that way. I want to know when i've missed it, and so um he knows that, so he's he's helping me okay um Romans nine did I say Romans nine and let's see amplified Romans nine one um, can you see a little bit more how this is uh kind of a um, um i don't want to say it's kind of an interesting area to teach it's it's Interesting to try to get understanding across to people um, exactly how you may experience it, how it may witness on the inside of you, but it will bring a bother to you. Romans 9, 1, I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience, enlightened and prompted by the Holy Spirit bearing witness with me that I have bitter grief and incessant anguish in my heart. So you can see there Paul was grieved and had anguish in his heart. And also uh, Acts 17, 16. I just wanted to give you these examples. Acts 17, 16 is another one. Um, Now while Paul was awaiting them at Athens, his spirit was grieved and roused to anger as he saw that the city was full of idols. And so you know you can um there's another one in Acts 19:21 where Paul was firmly resolved you can uh, look at that one as well and uh on your own, on your own time but Paul was Paul was grieved at the I- idols and the things that he saw and you know you can you can go into a um a city you can be driving in a city and the the spirit will bear witness with you what the stronghold is over that city exercise that sometime when you drive into a city ask the Lord to reveal to you what the stronghold is in that city and in and, and he'll tell you he'll tell you because he'll want you to pray and pull that stronghold down in that city amen and so um so he'll he'll let you know and so we can develop our, our spirit by praying in tongues, by renewing our mind to what the Word of God says, fasting and ministering, we already kind of covered all these, uh, and by responding quickly. When you get when you are grieved or bothered here, don't let that, like I did yesterday, ride all day. <laughs> I just knew it. I was walking around trying to get a few things done, and I knew it on the inside of me. I should have sat down sooner and interceded that way. Don't do that. Do it quicker. Be quicker to respond. Okay, and so um, I talked about the voices, and and I talked about I mean the different voices and stepping out, and and learning to step out. Um, I've had uh, situations where the Holy the Holy Spirit will bring to my remembrance a scripture verse. He said he would bring to you your remembrance of scripture verse. I've had um, times when I didn't know a scripture verse. And I was ministering to somebody, and, they, and and the Holy Spirit brought me a scripture verse, so I had took time to my and he didn 't say this is a scripture verse, pay attention he didn 't do that he just brought he just brought a word to me you know uh, just and it was a scripture verse. I took time to look it up, and it was a scripture verse that was needed at the time, but that 's the holy spirit 's job is to help you while you 're helping others okay he 'll lead you and guide you into all truth um so, I'm, and I've told you this before, I listen all the time. I, I listen all the time. Even right now when I'm talking, I'm listening on the inside. I listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, sometimes like, you know, when, when um, I minister, when I'm up here, if I have a prompting on the inside, um, I like to turn around and look to see. Um, and then sometimes, like I said, I see the bondage that somebody is in, or I see the darkness over their head. Or sometimes I just have a word. I have a word and I have to go give it to them. He'll just give me a word and I need to go give it to them. Sometimes I have a picture. And I'm not saying that you can have a picture. The Holy Spirit will will show you a picture. Um, like I told you different things in intercession and prayer. Things that I've seen like the house of cards. And, and different things like that. That the, the Lord is, is causing to come down will come down <laughs> over this country in Jesus' name. And so so sometimes I have a, a picture like that. Sometimes I don't have anything. I just have a prompting. I go lay my hand on them, and then the Lord shows me more when I lay my hand on. And so it's it's like a, I, I'm giving you a lot of information. Maybe, maybe it seems Greek to you guys. Greek. Maybe it seems odd to you guys. But this is how I've been prompted by the Holy Spirit uh, to learn and to do. And I'm trying to give you the examples because I never had that. I never had learned everything on my own. And so I want to help you be a better, uh, a better minister of the gospel by, by helping you understand the, the, the leading of the Lord or the witness of the Spirit and what He's, what he's doing in your life. And so he's, he's all about helping you accomplish what God's called you to do. He's all about that. That's why I encourage you to pray in your prayer language. Pull up that, that bucket of water. Pull up that understanding of the next step you're supposed to take. The, the thing, if you don't know and you can't hear something from the Lord, then just take time to pray in the Spirit. Take time to fast. Take time to worship. And he'll get you where you need to be. He will. He's not... He's not... He's all for you and He's all for what He's called you to do and He's all for where you need to be at the right time. And if you miss it, it's not a great big bad thing that you never can overcome. It's a place to repent and jump back on board and go for it again. Amen? There's not a... There's no no place. He's not going to shame you. He's not going to um, uh, make you feel bad. He's not going to chase you across the country and tell you you're the worst person ever. That isn't God's God's design. That's not his heart. God loves you and he has the best for you. Amen? He's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. Amen? So Father, we just thank you for the help of the Holy Spirit. We are so grateful. We're so grateful for the help. And we thank you, Father, that Jesus paid the price. And he says, I've got to go so the Holy Spirit can come. So, Father, we want to know all that we can know about the Holy Spirit and what he's come to do. And how he can help us and lead us and guide us in all truth, show us things to come. We thank you, Father, he brings things to our remembrance. We thank you, Father, that he is the intercessor and he's the standby. And he takes hold together with us to help us pray effectively for every situation. So we thank you you, Father, for that help, that he comes to comfort. And we just give you all the praise and the glory. And everybody said, "Amen." Amen.